We are the Storm and we're number one. Welcome to Stormcast, the official Melbourne Storm podcast, episode 30. As always, a quick shout out to those of you who are supporting the podcast by downloading and subscribing to Stormcast with Gobs, the one and only Melbourne Storm podcast. Stormcast is your one-stop shop for everything Melbourne Storm, discussing all things Melbourne Storm. Stormcast with Gobs is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify platforms. As always, I'm your host Gobs and I'll be bringing you the latest news, views, opinions and analysis uh, including storm content over the 2023 season. Now, let's get on with the podcast, shall we? Munster describing the Melbourne Storm performance against the Broncos as dog shit. Uh, And uh, hard to argue. Very, very hard to argue. Uh, It's the third time. Third time since a Craig Bellamy coached Melbourne Storm team has been kept scoreless. 26-0 to the Broncos. A 14-game winning streak came to an end. Uh, against uh, the Brisbane Broncos, uh, who completely manhandled the Melbourne Storm, bashed them from pillar to post, right from the opening get-go, right till the end. Uh, The Storm's middles had nothing. Uh, They were dominated by the likes of Payne Hass, Carrigan, Flegler, um, and virtually what felt like for the entire duration of the game. Uh, which was extremely disappointing, and it, it, it's one of those things where it's probably been the Achilles heel um, and potentially weakness of the storm thus far is that it seems to be all on the back of Nelson um, to change momentum and generate some quick ruck speed, which brings in the 6, 7 and 9 to do their thing. Um, as as great runners, but um, yeah, the Storm had no answer to the Broncos. They were absolutely dynamic. Um, Munster was interviewed by Danica Mason post-game, uh, and here's what, a little a bit of what he had to say. Yeah, it's it's hard to argue uh, with anything that he said, and uh, he's put his hand up in recent days saying that he was below performance. Um, and I think all all the creatives were, all the spine players were Hughes, Grant, 
and Munster. They've all got to take accountability. One thing I will say, though, it's very, very hard for the creative players, your spine players, to really sort of have any sort of influence in a game if your middle and your forward pack isn't rolling forward and generating ruck speed, momentum, ascendancy through the middle third. Um, and it's been the tale of the tape this year where when the Storm have come up against a team that sort of starts winning the ruck and, and gets um, the Storm on the back foot um, and the Storm's middle can't sort of match them um, and can't sort of wrestle back momentum, it sort of cancels out and nullifies the impact and influence that the likes of Munster Q's and Grant can actually have on the result. Like any good team, um, and teams that usually go on and win, is that the forward pack is doing their job to lay the platform, um, which gives the spine players and the creative playmakers in, in the team time, space, room to think, to execute, to run. Um, and it's very, very hard to play off the back foot, and it's very hard to play flat when you're not sort of making any yardage and getting into good ball. Um, And that's something that the Storm have struggled with uh, at certain stages this year. And as I've already made mention to it, it usually coincides with Nelson, as so for Solomon coming on and um, generating that sort of momentum shift. Uh, And if he's not doing it, no other forward seems to be able to do so. So he's the X factor um, in that Storm pack and he doesn't really have a lot of assistance um, which is concerning because when you're coming up against the likes of the Broncos and the Panthers and even the Roosters who this week are going to be our um, are going to be our opposition in, in, in the final um, elimination final back at home at Amy Park if the likes of Lindsay Collins and, and, and um, Fletcher Baker, um, Terrell May come on and really start to get going in the middle, that brings Brandon Smith into equation and, and we know what the cheese is like. He's a, he's a really, really dynamic, robust ball runner. Um, and that'll generate some really, really... Good opportunities for, for the likes of Kiri and young Sam Walker to really execute and start to pull pull edges apart through their shape. So that in itself is a bit of a concern as well. Um, here's what Craig Bellamy had to say after the game.
so true. They did look like strangers, like two ships passing in the night. There was a lack of cohesion, there was a lack of continuity, a lack of connectedness, um, and it was really, really disappointing. Uh, and again, not taking anything away from the Broncos whatsoever. They were they were the better team, um, but the Storm were just they were they were terrible um, in all facets, um, especially with the ball. They looked so disjointed, so discombobulated with, with the ball, and um, that's a concern coming into finals time as well. Really, really concerning. Um, Brandon Smith was interviewed post-Rooster uh, Sharks game on the weekend. He, he actually described the performance by the Melbourne Storm as putrid. And, it, again, it's, it is extremely hard to argue with such descriptions and adjectives to describe how the storm played it was embarrassing it was embarrassing for 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 a team that has the the notoriety um and the reputation of being final specialists they looked anything but anything but so errors personified as well um it was an extremely disappointing night um and again capped off by the unfortunate injury to Ryan Pappenhausen. I think we were all uh, screaming when poor old Pappy went down, um, which was just an unfortunate accident on the field. This this poor kid, he just needs a, he needs a break. Uh, pardon the pun, um, but he does. He, he needs some clear air and needs some good fortune to come his way, um, especially after everything that he's been through, obviously with the shattered knee, uh, cap. Um, he had the, that severe head knock and trauma and concussion issues back in 2021, which saw him miss 10 weeks of football. Um, and now, obviously, with with the broken ankle. The good news, however, is that it is not a compound fracture. It's a standard clean break. It's probably the best scenario one could hope for, um, which is really, really good. And the prognosis thus far is that he'll be back running uh, in 12 weeks. So not only will he be primed for pre-season, he'll be ready for round one. So that's some that's some really, really positive news. Um, and that... that that was something that I suppose the storm needed uh, after that result on Friday night. Now, Hughesy was uh, uh, interviewed and did, did some media um, this week and spoke about um, one of the old boys uh, messaging Christian Welsh um, in the... Um, storm sort of group chat they've got via WhatsApp and whatnot, and was just reminding Walshie and the and the players about um, the Melbourne Storm were in this scenario back in 1999. Um, so it was a reminder that it, it can be overcome because obviously 1999 was the, the club's first premiership. So uh, let's see what Juzy had to say in regards to that.
trees being trees. Uh, but again, like I already mentioned too, it's um, it's true. Uh, the performance was very, very below par. Uh, very interesting to to see that the old boys um, are supporting this current group, which is always positive. Um, but uh, to Hughes's point too, it's it's more about not not focusing too much on what the roosters are going to throw up but more, more so about looking in the mirror and seeing where the storm need to improve. Um, and as cliche as that is, it, it is, it's it's all about them. It's all about controlling what they can control. And that, again, goes back to the simple things about completion rate, um, minimising errors, um, and, again, things like low percentage plays in games, like turning over the ball cheaply, providing... Um, your opposition with the prospect and um, opportunity to attack in good ball and really put pressure um, on your defensive line. And again, it's a, a, it's the bane of my existence, and I don't know why it's a trend that has crept into the game, but the short dropout is absolutely infuriating. I absolutely hate it. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not blaming Pappy or anyone in particular, but you know, the decision to go short, um, I don't, I just, I, I understand the method of madness um, to try and get the ball back, yes. The other thing too, the other aspect is that it is easier to defend on your goal line than it is in any other position on the field um, because you don't have to retreat keep retreating 10 metres, 10 metres, 10 metres. It's easy just to basically get back off off your line. Um, you're only talking about a couple of steps from, from the goal line and, and you can hold you can hold your width. You're not being pulled apart as much. Um, so it is easier to defend there. But again, um, if your defence isn't on and you're not communicating and you're not working in your defensive systems, well, you, you become you become a liability regardless. Um, but yeah, I just it's something that is a real, real bugbear of mine. Absolutely hate it. Um, I'm 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 one for field position and distance, and I think if you can get the ball as far away from your goal line as possible. Um, and get upfield and, and try and force a mistake. That's that should always be the first port of call in that regard. But again, that's just that's just my opinion. But uh, alas, I'm going on a bit of a tangent and a rant now. But um, yeah, to Hughes's point, it's it's more about it becomes more about what they need to do now to turn it around. <laughs> Now, Team News Tuesday, team announcement. The semi-final versus the Roosters. Justin Ollum and Remus Smith have been named to rejoin the Melbourne Storm squad uh, as the club prepares to take on the Roosters in a Friday night elimination final at Amy Park after young Tonema Pia uh, and Xavier Coates sustained injuries against the Broncos last week. The experienced centre and winger will make the return alongside an otherwise unchanged starting lineup. So what we know already is that we've lost Ryan Pappenhausen, 
uh, young Tottenham player and Xavier Coates to injury, which opens the door up for Justin Ollum and Remus Smith to rejoin the team. Alec McDonald, Tom Eisenhuth, Nelson Asafa Solomana and Tarek Sims round out the interchange bench with Grant Anderson at this stage listed as 18th man. So let's have a quick look at how the storm will run out. Nick Meany will be at fullback. Will Warbrick and Rena Smith are named on the wings. Marion Seve and Justin Ollum are in the centres. Cameron Munster and Jerome Hughes are in the halves. Tui Kamakamita and Christian Walsh uh, in the front row, Harry Grant is at hooker, Trent Liero, Elisa Katoa are in the second row, and Josh King is at lock. On interchange bench, Alec McDonald, Tom Eisenhuth, Nelson Sofa Solomona, and Tarek Sims are uh, the 17. From the extended reserves, Grant Anderson, Bronson Garlic, Tepoi Moroa, Tyron Wishart, and Sua Fayalongo round out the Extended 22. Now, could there be some late changes? Potentially. Potentially. Um, what will they look like? There could be an opportunity. The only, I suppose, the only opportunity I potentially could see would be... Um, either Bonson Garlic or Tepai Maroa coming into the final 17. Um, the other, I suppose, aspect is that I know Sue is there. Uh, and this is my personal opinion. This is my personal opinion. I, I, I think I made mention to it um, to SEN um, 1170 over the weekend uh, across numerous programs uh, that were talking rugby league and I said should Craig Bellamy in case of emergency break glass and I was referring to Sua Falongo where he provides acceleration speed, X factor, um, unpredictability, a uh, bit of a jack in the box, something that that is lacking from this current storm team at the moment. Now I'm, I'm a Nick Meany fan. I think he's a great footballer, but he doesn't have that speed acceleration that the likes of your Tedesco's, your Reese Walsh's, um, your Dylan Edwards uh, have on the back of shape. That's really causing problems and indecisions uh, for op- opposition defensive lines, especially especially on the edges, so really really putting the four-man and the three-man in, in, in decision um, in terms of to jam in, to hold, to retreat, um, and that's something that the Storm really, really lack at the moment. So they get, into, they get into good ball, they start executing their shape, and then all of a sudden it sort of breaks down because there isn't that speed that the other other opposition teams have, uh, and that would always often be Pappenhausen. Um, but obviously being out with injury over the past um, 14 months now is that that's sort of taken that away from the Storm's attack. Um, like what Reese Walsh is doing for the Broncos, Pappenhausen was doing that for the Storm. So, and that's something that whilst Nick Meany is safe, He's a very, very safe player and fullback. 
he just doesn't have that zip um, on necessary to sort of, I suppose, complement and finish off and add that polish to the end of end of sets uh, and on the back of shape that other teams have. And that's that would be one thing that I'd just be saying. If I was Craig Bellamy, we've got nothing to lose. Faye Longo b- brings that exactly what Pappenhausen brings in terms of that X factor, that speed, that acceleration on the back of shape that causes problems for opposition defence. Let's just throw him straight into fullback. That's what I'd be doing. That's what I'd be doing. I'd be saying, boom, you're going to fullback, kid. Nick Meany, you're going to go to the wing. Redmond Smith, you're going to go back to the centre. Um, and then that would open up the, I suppose, the prospect of being able to have a Tepoid Moroa or a Bronson Garlic added to the bench. So, um, but again, Craig Bellamy is a, is a creature of habit. He's very, very conservative. He's always going to go for the safer defensive option. He's always going to go for the option which is going to provide more experience as well. So, again, it's it's one of those situations where um, you live by and you die by, your, by the sword in, 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 in your decisions. That's what coaches get paid for. They're always going to go down the ship. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not... By no means am I questioning Craig Bellamy at all. No means. I mean, if he decides to go with Nick Meany at fullback, then he knows better than me. He knows better than us as fans and members. Um, and it just comes down to having that sort of trust um, in, in, in the system uh, and believing that it, it can get the job done. Uh, and let's hope it can. Let's hope it can. But personally, I... I, I Again, I'd be ripping the band-aid off and throwing Fairlongo straight to fullback and putting McManey on the wing. Um, but again, um, that's just my opinion. Now, let's look at the opposition. So, still a very, very formidable outfit. So, just like the Storm, they've got a few injury concerns as well. But if you look at their their key players, you've still got a James Tedesco, you've still got a Luke Keery, you've still got a Sam Walker. Still got a Brandon Smith. You still got a Lindsay Collins. You still got a Victor Radley. You still got an Angus Crichton. That is scary. That is scary. So let's just have a look at their their list. So they've named James Tedesco at fullback. They've got Fida Pauga on the wings with former Storm player Paul Momorowski and Corey Allen in the centres. Jackson Barlow is the other winger. Luke Keery and Sam Walker are in the halves. Fletcher Baker uh, and Lindsay Collins at the front row. Uh, Brandon Smith is at hooker. Siwa Wong and Nate Butcher are in the second row. Uh, and Victor Bradley locks the scrum. Now, on the interchange bench, they've got Sandon Smith, um, who's provided some really, really good utility value for the Roosters. He can play 6, 7, 9, he even jumped in fullback on the weekend against the Sharks. So he's extremely versatile. Egan Butcher, Terrell May and Angus Crichton. Uh, on the extended reserves, they've got Drew Hutchinson, who's been a bit of a mix at fi- Mr. Fixit for them. Uh, Nathua White, Zach Docker-Clay, Jake Turman, former Melbourne Storm, 
system player, a pathways player, and Nathan Brown. And again, I just made mention to it. Any team that has the likes of your James Tedesco, your Luke Curies, your Sam Walkers, your Nate Butchers, your Victor Radleys, your Lindsay Collins, your Brandon Smiths, your Angus Crichtons, they're all rep players. They're all rep players. They've either played Origin or played for their country uh, or both. And, and it's, 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 again, it's a formidable, formidable team. Formidable team. Yeah, their depth is being tested, but their depth is good. Their depth is NRL experienced. So next man up mentality for the Roosters. And when they've got their, their key spine players, their key creative players, you know, they've got their, the basis and the nucleus of their forward pack still intact. They're not going to fear coming down to Amy Park on Friday night. They're going to back themselves. And one thing they've got, they've won six in a row. They've got momentum. They've got momentum. And there's an argument to say that they're playing better football. Um, they're definitely attacking better than what the Storm are at the moment as well. So this isn't going to be a fait accompli. Amy Park isn't going to provide the Storm a leg up. A full crowd isn't going to um, provide the Storm a leg up. Performance is going to. That's what's going to dictate it. That's what's going to dictate it. So this... This is this is going to be extremely close, extremely close. Um, yeah, it, it, it's becoming a danger game, in my opinion. Um, I'm extremely anxious, um, as you could probably tell from my hesitation and, and the way I'm, I'm talking up the roosters because my eyes don't deceive me. What they've been able to do over the past you know, six, seven weeks when when they started to get on a roll, is that it forced them to vote virtually play elimination football. So they've, they've been playing elimination football for the past six weeks. So you know, that's where their mindset is. And as, as I made mention to, they're, they're very, shall we say, in tune and they understand what they need to do. And coming down and playing in a... In a in a final where there's no there's no tomorrows if you lose, um, that's they've already they're already in that mindset. And whilst the storm have the the second bite of the cherry finishing in the top four, um, if you're going on form and you're going on performance purely based on performance, then to me everything everything really sort of starts and ends with the roosters. So. I understand the market. I understand the bookies, um, experts saying that the storm will bounce back, but I don't think it's a fait accompli. I don't think it's a, a sure thing. I don't think it's going to be a walk in the park. Um, I'm I'm extremely nervous about this game. So, um, and the roosters won't feed the storm either. That's the other thing. So this is this is going to be one hell of a contest. Um, and again, if the Storm don't go out there with the intent of wanting to not only win, I'm not questioning the will to win, but again, performance is going to be dictated by attitude, and that starts with your defence. One thing that 
the Broncos showed the other night was their, their effort in line speed and their consistency in line speed and how quick they were off the mark. Every time a Storm player was going to take a carry or a hit up, they had no room because the Broncos just smothered them and it was relentless, relentless, similar to what we've seen with the Panthers who have the best defensive line speed and consistent over the 80 minutes as well. They just bash you for 80 minutes every time you have the ball and that's what the Broncos were doing and that's something that this Storm have not had. They show it in drips and drabs and spurts and segments and occurrences throughout games, um, but it's not consistent, and that's something they really, really need to lead with their defence, uh, especially against this Roosters pack. Um, and again, if you can nullify their go forward, that's really going to uh, assist in, in being able to sort of shut down the likes of Kiri and Walker we're in a purple patch at the moment as a half sparing and that will then take out Tedesco as well. So, um, and the likes of Brandon Smith, as we know what he's like as a robust running hooker uh, who loves to get on the front foot through momentum. So it's really about shutting him down um, and shutting, shutting the forwards down. So, again, the, it's a big, big, big task for... Welsh, Kemi Kamita, Josh King as middles, and then um, Nelson. It just can't all be on Nelson. He needs help. He needs help. So when the likes of Tarek Sims get on there, and one thing I will say with Alec McDonald, he's a different shape of a of a middle forward. So he's not a big body as such, but one thing that he does provide, he provides so much leg speed. And that's something I really enjoy about him. So he can generate a quick play the ball as well, just like Nelson can. Um, and he's very, very, because of that leg speed, he makes a lot of post-contact meters as well. So he can start to real sort of um, affect a, a defensive line in, in that in that middle, middle ruck area. So really, really sort of pulls apart um, the middle defensive system of an opposition because of that leg speed. Again, Nelson does the same thing as well, but it, it's it's the likes of Kamikamita, Welsh, King, Sims, um, Eisenhuth. They need to really step up. They really need to step up. This is where the game's going to be won, in my opinion. It's going to be won in the forwards. Um, so let's hope that is the case. So some storm news. So Host Plus Cup Grand Final, the Brisbane East's Tigers have made it, made it to the big dance. So congratulations to one of the Storm's feeder teams and clubs. Um, tremendous achievement. So the Brisbane East Tigers and the Burley Bears, who are the, uh, a feeder club to the Gold Coast Titans, uh, but will be actually becoming a feeder club to the Brisbane Broncos in 2024. Uh, so the Bears and the Brisbane East Tigers will fight for grand final glory this Sunday in the 2023 Host Plus Cup Premiership Decider. Uh, after a long, tough season, the two clubs are the last two teams standing. 
the Bears are fighting for their third premiership in seven years, whilst Brisbane East Tigers are hoping to claim their first title in the Host Plus Cup era. So a lot at stake. So um, let's have a quick look at the Storm um, players that will feature in this. So um, I'll just read out the, the team list. So Corey Thompson, who's an ex-NRL uh, ex player. Max Lehman uh, on the wing, who spent uh, pre-season with the Storm. Solomon Fatapi. Um, who again has spent some some time uh, doing pre-season training trial with the Storm as well. Kane Bradley as well, who debuted back in round two against the Bulldogs this year, is in the centres. George Jennings on the wing. Riley Jacks, former Storm half. Uh, Jack Myers are in the halves. Jordan Grant and Tristan Powell uh, are in the front row. Tristan Hope. Thomas Rafter, Livia Apuru and Charlie Murray are in the forward pack. Uh, Charlie Murray again, um, training trial, pathways player uh, at the Storm. On the interchange bench, Cole Geyer, um, as we know, was 18th man um, two weeks ago against the Broncos in round 27. Um, Bennett Leslie, Joe Chan, again, who made his debut for uh, the uh, Melbourne Storm in round 27, son of Alex, the first Melbourne Storm father-son combination uh, to ever represent the club. And Jack Napatu uh, is in Jersey 17. On their extended reserves, they've got Jonah Pezzett, uh again, who's been battling injury. Alec McDonald is named there, but I, I, can't, I can't envisage him playing unless he dropped off uh, out of the top 17 come kickoff on Friday night. Uh, Braden Torpy and Matt McGavin. So a big congratulations to the Brisbane East Tigers on making it to the Host Plus Cup Grand Final. Well, that's it for this week. Short, sharp um, uh, podcast in terms of what to expect um, coming up against the Roosters this Friday night again. It's again, it's a it's a game that is I'm extremely uncomfortable with. Um, and I'm sure there, there's plenty of Storm fans out there that that are, but I'm sure there are plenty that aren't uh, as well, uh, and that's a good thing. So um, I mean, confidence is 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 a good thing. They've got to back themselves, and and I'm sure I'm sure. Knowing what we know with Craig Bellamy and the senior leaders and team uh, that they are, they always do bounce back. They always do respond to uh, a disappointing performance the week before. So let's hope that is the case this week. So again, it should be it should be a tremendous game of rugby league, um, and we just hope that it ends up being a Melbourne Storm victory which will see the Storm go into a prelim final. That needs to be um, the focus. And if the Storm are successful and they do graduate to week three and into a prelim final, that in itself uh, it would be a great achievement for this proud, proud club in its 25th year. Um, so let's, 
let's hope that is the case. Um, but I'm gonna again, I'm gonna be extremely cautious and conservative with my my tip. I, I'm gonna say the storm by two. That's how that's how close I think it will be. It's got all the the makings and hallmarks of being an absolute cracking game. Um, and again, I think defence will win. I think defence, the better defensive team, the team that's forward pack is able to, to generate momentum through the middle third, that's where the game's going to be won. And let's hope that is the storm.